Welcome to The Entertainment Entrepreneur, the podcast for actors, writers, producers, and really anyone working in the entertainment industry with a passion for entrepreneurship. I'm your host, Monica Hammond, a serial entrepreneur in the entertainment industry. Join me as I sit down with Broadway stars, Hollywood favorites, and industry changemakers to chat about their own journeys launching, running, pivoting, and scaling their businesses. I hope you enjoy this episode. Hey, everybody. I'm Justin Guarini. Uh, you might have seen me on the first season of American Idol in 2002, where I was the runner-up that year in front of 30 million people week in and week out on live national television. It feels like forever ago, but it was 20 years ago this year. Uh, or you might recognize me from uh, commercials that you've seen where a little rock star pops out of various places and gives people uh, diet Dr. Peppers or Dr. Peppers. I, I get to play Lil Sweet. Uh, it has been an amazing seven-year run of that commercial. Or you might have seen me on Broadway in one of my six Broadway shows. Um, I have had so many, so many, it feels like three different lifetimes uh, 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 in this entertainment business. And now I'm on what I would consider my fourth lifetime. I wrote a book called Audition Secrets, uh, where I help people nail their auditions and land the roles of their dreams. And I'm excited to be doing that and, and to be putting out a course a little bit later on this year. And I am even more excited to be here with the lovely, talented, wonderful Monica Hammond uh, on this podcast. So Monica, take it away. Oh, Justin, thank you so much. Yeah. It's so good to see you again. I it's feel so like good to see you as well. It's been a hot minute. <laughs> it has. It has. Although everything seems like it's even more lengthened considering what you know the world's going through right now and everything that we're just trying to, we're just putting one foot in front of the other, I feel like, uh, especially in the entertainment business. Yeah. So talk to me. I, first of all, I loved your introduction. Some people are just like, I'm a theater maker. <laughs> so I'm like, this is awesome. I love, I got your whole story. <laughs> well, not your whole story, but. Sure, yeah. <laughs> um, so obviously you are a well-known performer. Um, when did you sort of get that entrepreneurial bug? When did that bite you? You know, I've always um, been interested in self-development, right? That was something since I was 15 and like literally, and I'm dating myself. Uh, I, my dad had this tape, cassette tapes, remember those kids? Cassette tape of um, Tony Robbins, like, I don't like, I forget if it was like Awaken the Giant Within or like one of his like old school bangers. And like, I started listening to that. And it was just interesting. And at 15, what do you know about anything, right? <laughs> um, uh, and so I had listened to that and had just been throughout my life, like interested in those kinds of things. And then right after American Idol, I um, went to one of Tony's events, uh, his Unleashed Power. And I actually ended up going through his entire Mastery University where I traveled all over the world and did all these interesting things uh, as a part of his program and graduated from that, but never really did anything with it. I was an entertainer in the purest sense of where I just was like, okay, I have this skill set and somebody else is going to give me a job. Hooray. And I hope they give me a job and I hope they like me and I hope I'm great. And then, you know, what really bit me was when I had an audition about four years ago now, and I was so mistreated in that audition. I was treated like just another number, just another you know, uh, uh, cattle, if you will, hence the name cattle call. And like, I, it, I just, I just was so baffled 
because these were friends that I was auditioning for or acquaintances. And like they treated me so poorly and disrespected my time, which is probably the greatest asset in, in my mind that we have, right? And and I wasted my money, I wasted effort, I wasted all these things, my passion. And unfortunately, uh, or fortunately, I guess, they didn't give me the job, they wasted my time. And after I got over my own pity party, I said, wait, if they do this to me, and I'm kind of like somewhere in the in the like the upper middle of like if you think about in terms of success, right? You know, I'm not like an AOS performer, but I'm also not like starting out either. And I've 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 done a lot of great work, and I feel like I'm somewhere in the in like you know the green zone. And deserve respect for sure, right? Deserve respect. <laughs> we all do, right? We all do. But these were people who know and should know and understand my value, and so. I said, okay, if they can treat me like this, imagine what other people are going through who don't have the advantages that I have, um, who don't have the sort of credentials that I have, and who are trying to trying to just break into Broadway, break into this business. And so I decided to write a book, <laughs> as one does, based on my experiences. And I was like, wait, what is the one thing? And it's auditioning, right? That's our entree into as actors and singers and dancers into this business. And so I wrote the book. And as I did that, I started to discover that, oh, okay, having the knowledge is not enough. You have to know business. You have to understand business. It's called not show friendship, not show let's get along, not show they're going to take care of you. It's called show business. And so I started learning and, it, and look, if you had told me, you know, four or five years ago that I would be studying marketing, advertising, optics, legal, uh, sales, sales funnels and all that stuff, I would have laughed at you because it seems so boring. But I think I have a sickness. I really do because I fell in love with it and I got to work with you and you opened my mind to so many things um, uh, that I wasn't thinking about before in terms of how to market and, and the reasons why people buy things or why they want things and how to attract your ideal client and customer. And so it just has been this four-year journey of picking up all of these pieces and, and becoming a part of all these different communities, whether that's ClickFunnels or the Wake Up Warrior um, uh, community or all these different and and part of your community like so many so much education over the the four years that now i really feel like ah i'm i'm ready to launch fully launch the course that i've wanted to but i needed to educate myself first and it doesn't always take that long for everyone uh, and and also i've also learned that okay, I can't do it all myself, right? I've got to have a coach. I've got to have people who know more because I'm really good at what I do, right? Which is obviously talking, as you can tell, because I haven't stopped <laughs> the past 10 minutes. That's and, wonderful. Which is getting, yeah, but but like, but but also getting up and, and performing, delivering the message. But there are people who understand so much more than I do about sales, marketing, advertising, all those other things. But I had to feel like I had a foundation uh, of my own to be able to really be this kind of CEO that I want to be uh, for my company. I have to say, we, so we worked together for a while um, mm -hmm. last year mm -hmm. and I have, I was so, and, and still so amazingly impressed by your uh, knowledge of marketing specifically and entrepreneurship in, in general. But I was really, I was like, wow, I can't believe like, you know a lot <laughs> about marketing and funnels because, and all this stuff. <laughs> yeah, because I wanted to be educated. Like I know that 
when I speak to my students, for example, it's like so many people walk into the audition room and they're so concerned about what it is that they are doing, the performance that they are delivering. And yes, that is so important, but there's something to show business, the understanding of the business of show, that when you walk into the audition room with that, understanding the audition from the director's perspective, from the producer's perspective, from the casting director's perspective, from the, in, the entire casting team's perspective, what are they thinking about and looking for on the other side of the table? How much more empowering is that for an actor to walk into a room? Well, the same thing goes with what it is that you teach and, and what it is we're talking about today. It's like how much more empowering for a performer who knows the business of getting up on the stage and delivering a story and delivering a message, how much more powerful is it for us to understand, and we don't have to have an MBA, but understand the basics of what marketing is, understand the basics of what sales is. You know, for example, I used to think that sales was having something that would make other people give you their money, or I had to get money from other people, right? And it feels icky. It feels kind of gross when you think about it that way. It's like, I feel like I'm kind of manipulating or fooling other people into giving me their money. And and that's why I was like, well, I don't even want to be in sales. Ugh, I don't want to be in a sales call. Ugh, ugh. But then this brilliant man, Myron Golden, explained to me one time, he's like, sales is not that. Sales is just uncovering the value of what you have so clearly that the value of that thing that you have is worth more than the money in someone else's pocket, worth more to them than the money in their pocket. So here I have this really valuable thing that I show in a way that is so clear and speaks to the pain, the desires, the wants, the needs of my client, so much so that they're like, that thing that you have, Monica, that thing that you have, Justin, is so much more valuable than this little bit of money that I have in my pocket. I'm going to give you this money because I am getting 10, 20, 30 times the value back. And isn't that lovely because everybody wins and it's something that I can feel good about when I am selling something to someone. I love, I love listening to you talk about all of this. You're so passionate. <laughs> it's fun because I have a sickness. I have a sickness and, and it really is. Way. I love it. Yeah, I really do love it because it's not, it's no longer this feeling of taking advantage of someone or like it's no longer this feeling where I'm not good enough to be in, in a position of leadership or mentorship or all that. It really has been an awesome journey for me. Uh, overcoming a lot of the imposter syndrome, overcoming a lot of the uh, I'm not worthy to be a leader or a mentor. And it's a process because you go through that and then you go through uh, the the learning curve of, oh, okay, I have all this wonderful stuff. Now, how do I, how do I break through the noise and get in front of people and show them the value that I have and how do I speak to their desires, their needs, their pains, their pleasure and everything in between. It's, it's fascinating. I agree. Um, working with you, I thought it was so interesting. You, uh, from my memory, at least you came at creating a business in a way that I feel like is different than a lot of people. Um, at least from my perspective, I feel like you had this passion for entrepreneurship and marketing and you were trying to figure out where to place that. Like, what can you do with this? What 
product or brand can you create? Yes. Um, can you talk to me a little bit about how that sort of evolved and led you to um, your audition secrets and audition yeah. academy? One hundred percent. And you know, bless you for working with me, especially at a time where I was still trying to figure out. This is the big, biggest problem that I have had up until now was you know my offer. What's the right. offer? What's the product? Because I can do so many things. I can teach so many interesting angles of this thing, right? And it was originally, you know, online audition academy, and then it was audition secrets, and then Broadway audition secrets. And I'm just, and I've just been honing in through trial and error, honing in on what this thing is that I'm offering. And it's a hallmark of my life a lot that I, I will put the cart before the horse. And so here I fell in love with all the shiny objects in the marketing world, right? Because there's a million different, it's like Mount Everest, kind of. I mean, <laughs> there's like one really smart way to get to the top of Mount Everest, right? And that's with the Sherpa. But Technically, there are an unlimited number of ways to get to the top of Mount Everest. You could do it with a helicopter. You could do it, you know, uh, it, it, again, you might not survive, but <laughs> you could do it. But there's an unlimited number of ways. And so I was trying all these different ways. And I, I um, fell in love so much with the idea of getting to the top of Mount Everest um, and didn't necessarily have a great grasp on, okay, what? is my product a what's my offer what is the value that i'm bringing to the table and then the flip side of that is who's my ideal client who is this really for you know originally it was for actors and then i was really having a hard time getting actors to show up and be a part of a low ticket when i mean this like 47 dollar program it was like what and then I was like, okay, well, maybe I'm just going to take all this performance stuff that I do and gear it towards people who are used to making investments of a large scale, CEOs, business people, things like that. And I did get some traction there, but I didn't enjoy it like I really enjoy working with actors. So I was like, okay, let me find some happy medium. And what I really discovered, and it's strange, and it makes me still feel a little weird, but... Knowing, A, your product is super important, your value, your offer, let's just say. Knowing who your ideal client is, is super awesome. But not being afraid to charge what you are worth, that is a biggie. And you shake, you nod your head, yes. <laughs> and it's because it truly is, right? Yep. I was so afraid to charge what I was worth. And it's really funny when we give people something for free, when we get something for free, we're like, oh, this is cool. Great. Love it. This free thing. Awesome. Could be a free car, right? <laughs> Think about that. We get a free car. Sweet. Free car. Let's, let's take taxes and all the other things out of the situation. Let's say it's a free car. Wow. Sweet. We have that car for like a month. And then let's say we don't get injured, but we get into an accident with that car and it's totaled done gone we're like oh man i really love that free car that thing was awesome well you know hey at least it was free i don't have to pay for it you know it's totaled i don't have it but i technically you know i'm gonna lose the joy of being in the car but i'm, I don't, I'm like not like out money right and maybe that's a crappy example but the point is is that like we're not 
super attached to it because it's free. You know, hey, great, take it, leave it, meh, you know? Car's a big deal. Maybe that was too big of an example, but you know what I'm saying? Like, it's this free right. thing. There's only so much value we attach to that. Now, think about that in terms of your offers. We give all our best stuff away for free. They're like, oh, great, that's awesome, but, you know, take it or leave it. There's no, they have no skin in the game. Right. Now, we offer our best stuff for $47, and we're like, this is the greatest deal you have. And they're like, yeah, sure, I'll plunk down 47 bucks. Sweet. But, you know, uh, life's getting in the way. I don't think I'm going to do this program anymore, right? Now, you charge somebody $10,000 and you can deliver on what it is. You, you, you better believe that that person, A, you have a whole nother level of client that you're dealing with. Because if there's somebody who trusts you enough to put $10,000 into your pocket because they know that they're going to get $3,300, $1,000, whatever it is back, that is a different type of commitment from a different type of client. And you're going to have somebody who expects you to deliver and who's going to show up for you to get that delivery, right? And so that's just a small example of like, I had to learn that I needed to charge more, A, because my product is extremely valuable. And I want to attract the kind of client and the kind of person who is willing to put some skin in the game, willing to show up and willing to deliver for themselves. I can't drag people through the audition process and getting better, right? They've got to want to do it. And, and so that for me was probably one of the biggest things that, that I learned. And I've totally lost track of what your original <laughs> question was. <laughs> but that was like, great. <laughs> but it's just like, it, it, there's so much, it's just like, acting it's just like delivering uh, uh someone's story or, or the intentions of their story on stage there's so much that we go through as entertainers where we've got to get past our own bs our own lack of self-worth our own fears in order to just be able just to be able to deliver the message that makes the audience feel something that makes the impact that we want to make. And, and so as actors and entertainers, the product is there, right? Unless we wrote it and we're writing it, the product is already there. We know what the product and the offer is. We've just got to align our energy with it. But when it comes to then marrying that with the entrepreneurial spirit, you've got to do both. You got to be the writer, the director, the producer, the actor, and everybody in between. And, and it's a really cool journey. If you're willing to get your hands dirty and get in the mud um, because ultimately at the end of the day, what you're delivering is impact and value to people in our community or whatever community you want to go into. And it's life-changing. It's life-changing. And like, that's why I get passionate about it. That's why you get passionate about it because we're changing people's lives. And anybody who decides to be an entrepreneur is taking on the beautiful challenge of not only expanding themselves, but helping other people to expand their own lives in a way that, you know, has the possibility to be altering in a positive way on a generational level. Absolutely. That's actually something that I, um, I'm developing a course right now that's coming out in a few weeks. Um, yes. <laughs> and part of it, it's actually all about how to create a course. And yeah. one of the whole, the whole purpose of doing this is really to provide a transformation. So I think that's like exactly yes. what you're talking about, just that's taking it. people on this transformative journey and providing that's value. And you're so yeah. right. I've worked, um, with different clients in different models and the, 
free to seven dollar to the forty seven mm. to the mm. four ninety seven. Mm. That's sort of I, I feel like going out the window these days. That was mm-hmm. sort of the ascension model was what yes. people were taught for a long time, and now yeah. Uh, it's kind of the opposite. Start with high yeah. ticket, and then if you have to go lower, you will. Absolutely. And we're seeing it, at, you know, Elon Musk, for example, love him or leave him. He was like, huh, okay, I got this electric car company that I want everybody to be able to have an electric car, but I got to fund a lot of research. I've got to fund a lot of things. Let me make the most expensive electric car that I possibly can. Let me sell it to the people who are able to buy it because those people who buy that electric car that is super expensive are literally going to fund the research, the development, the manufacture of all the other cars that people can now more affordably buy in the Tesla electric market. And so the same sort of thing, it's like I had to learn again the hard way (laughs) that that Ascension model was making me go broke and broke quickly because – all the money that I was spending on marketing, which was the Facebook ads and all the other stuff that I was doing, and, and just the money to be able to have the, the funnels and the services and the business services, I wasn't able to get that back from people basically spending $7 maybe you know, to get this thing. And it's interesting because when, when you start high ticket and you're able to amass uh, a war chest for yourself, right? And to work with clients who are uh, at a higher caliber level. Not only are you banking money that you can then pay down the line to create other more affordable things, but you're gathering so much information from the clients that you have. And you're getting high-level problems and high-level one-on-one or small group interaction that you are gathering so much data that then tells you, oh, these are the five problems that these people are having. So guess what I can do? I can create, as you're going to show people in a couple of weeks, I can create one course for one of those problems and make it a lower ticket thing and show people, hey, I can solve this one major problem for you. And oh, by the way, if you want to solve these other four problems, I've got this other program for you that, by the way, you've already worked out with all of these people who paid a lot of money, right? And so it's so it's it's the sort of counterintuitive building where almost you know, you're building the foundation, but it feels like if you're building a skyscraper and it doesn't make any sense, it's like you're building the spire first, the thing that ev- that sticks above the clouds that everybody gets to see, right, first, and then building down, although you have to have a foundation for that. But it's really, it's a, it's a strange <laughs> analogy. But like, it just seems like, no, I can't build the top of the skyscraper before I build the foundation of the skyscraper. But you you can, and, and you can do it uh, at the same time. And it's really... It's really wild. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Um, yeah. Talk to me about how do you define success as an entrepreneur? And is it different than wow. how you would define success as an, as an entertainer? No, I think they're really very much the same. Um, I feel like, wow, that's a really good question. I don't think anybody's asked me that before. Like success for me is just doing something that I really love and and being paid what I deserve for it or receiving the value. I mean, it's just not just monetarily, but like receiving the value I feel like I deserve to receive for it. Um, and that just just period, you know, like just enjoying what I do is success for me. Um, and 
you know, there's may come a time where I just don't enjoy being in front of the camera, being on the stage. You know, I, I, I'm, I'll be 44 this year and I just see, I've got just that inkling that, that little feeling is like kind of scratching at my soul a little bit. It's like, Hey, you know, there's going to, there's something else here. There's something else here. And I have a vision for, you know, the next 20 years to be able to, you know, be the kind of producer that I've always wanted to work with, you know, and I've gotten to work with some really amazing ones. You and I both have gotten to work with some really amazing producers. Right. Uh, and, and so I just want to enjoy when I stop having fun and stop enjoying myself in front of the camera on the stage or whatever that is, that's when I'll stop. But, uh, I'm, I'm not just going to stop without something else. Right. right. And so that's really what it is for me. Just, it, and it's really just simple. It's really simple. It's just enjoying what I do and receiving the value that I feel like I deserve from what it is that I do, whatever that may be. I love it. So I believe that artists and entertainment professionals are natural born entrepreneurs. So as an entertainer yourself, what qualities do you think have helped you succeed in business? Wow. Um, Certainly performance in general, because uh, performers are natural persuaders. Period. I mean, that's it. It's so it it is. And, you know, when I got out of my own head and out of my own way, when it came to sales, marketing, advertising, all that stuff, I was like, oh, wait a minute. I was built. I was built to get up on the stage and to sell to a crowd. I do it all the time when I'm doing a show. Right. What am I doing? I'm selling a story. I'm I'm an emotional salesman. Right. Or salesperson. (laughs) Right. Like, that's what I do. I'm selling emotions. I'm selling feelings. Right. And, and one of the things that I teach in, in the course that I, I teach at university is like, we're in the feelings business. And it's really interesting because the number one reason why people buy things from my perspective is because they feel like buying it. Think about it. We feel like buying when we feel like buying something we buy. It. If we don't feel like buying it, we don't. Uh, I mean, I don't know if I've never gone into a clothing store and, and picked out a shirt and, and looked at it and been like, Oh my God, goodness this textile is so well crafted it is it, you know it's gonna it is gonna protect me excellently from the uva and uvb rays that are going to burn my skin my goodness right we don't buy things based on logic like that i walked into the dressing room i put it on and i went oh i feel good i look good in this when i walk into my house my wife is feel gonna feel some kind of way about me and that's <laughs> gonna make me feel good about me right so so we buy things so emotionally and as performers, because we're in the feelings business, boom, that's it. And so that's been a huge part of my success. I think another one is that I have just been shoved in front of so many cameras uh, from such a young age um, that I don't outwardly at least care about a camera on. It doesn't feel weird to me. And and I'm very aware of the camera. I'm very aware of how I am uh, operating on the camera. And, you know, it's interesting. I just moved into this new office and I don't have my lighting package and all the other things that I'm going to have. And so like, I'm definitely aware of that, but like, (laughs) it's just being able to be in front of a crowd in front of an audience. is another thing. I mean, so many of the things that we are taught, trained and educated to do as performers just blend so beautifully into, into being an entrepreneur. And the last thing I'll say is 
we as entertainers and performers are used to having to work hard and play hard at what it is we do. If you have ever been in a sort of like summer stock or regional that you know like city center encores in new york you have 10 days to learn a show and then you do it in front of an audience it's so it's like it is like summer stock i mean you're doing it with like uber professionals but like it is ridiculous that we have to learn a whole show in 10 days memorize it the blocking the music the everything else that you could ever think of and then put it up in front of an audience yet we do it now that would be impossible for most people. But what do we do as performers and, and, and entertainers and artists? We oftentimes make the impossible possible. And so when you look at sales, marketing, advertising, legal, funnels, optics, all the things, systems and all the things, it first looks like this is impossible for me to learn. I'm never going to understand any of this stuff. Uh, there's a reason why I didn't do well in math in school, right? You know what I mean? Like all those things. And yet when you approach it, just like you would like, Hey, I got to put a show up in 10 days or Hey, even on Broadway, I got to put a show up in three weeks, which is still extremely fast. Like you're like, okay, day one, let me start with what I need to start with. And then what's really awesome is that there's someone like you out there who is like, Hey, been there, done that. Also an artist. Thank you very much. Also, you know, I know what I know what you how you're thinking, how you're feeling, what's going on in your brain. Come with me. I have walked down this path. Not only have I done it once, I've done it with a whole bunch of other people. I know where all the potholes are. I know where all the hairpin turns are. I know what the end goal is. And just let me take your hand and walk you down the path. And and I think that's just so awesome. <laughs> and the fact that that you do that. And I can't wait to see this course and, and to see what comes out of the course. Um, because one of my goals, as I know is one of yours, is to help empower our community to take us from being uh, that cattle and that there's just another number to actually creating value, um, not only for ourselves and for our families, but for our community as well. Yeah, I love that. Um, talk to me. We've obviously touched a little bit on what you're working on right now uh, between the book and your course, but where are you in that process right now? Have you created your, have you, have you launched it? Yeah. Let me know. You know what? Yeah. So I just finished up my webinar. I'm, I'm going at it from the webinar angle of things. And so um, it works. I have like a 90 minute. Yeah, it does. I have a 90 minute. Well, I don't call it a webinar. I call it a masterclass because yeah, it's fun. I know. So I mean, did you <laughs> not like masterclass or did you like masterclass? I can't uh, remember. Were you there? I don't remember. I, I like masterclass. Okay. So you like masterclass. Okay, yeah. yeah. So, cause like webinars, like, oh, webinar. I don't want to go to a webinar. Nobody wants to go to a webinar. At least right. I don't they know go they're going to gonna get sold. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Right. I, and it's a masterclass. So I am going to actually teach people how to do, well, I'm going to teach people what they need to do. Right. And, and so, uh, that's it. So it's like a 90 minute webinar, which then will, will actually go into uh, a course that I teach. And right now the course itself is, is nine ninety seven, and which is, you know, relatively not that bad. It could be broken up into three payments. Right. So, um, it's accessible for a certain um, a crowd of people who who will find that valuable. And um, I have kind of, again, in all of my research, I have the book, but guess what? People don't care about the book. They don't want the book. People don't want that book. It's going to be there for them and they're going to read it or they're not going to read it, but I'm not going to get caught up in whether they read it or not. The book right. is great. Love it. Fantastic Amazon <laughs> bestseller, but it is not the centerpiece 
of my uh, my course. And so I developed the course, but here's something that I had to learn it the hard way. I know what I want to teach. I have a course framework, right? It's called the stage, S-T-A-G-E, formula, right? So each one of those has is, is its own module. But I know what I want to teach. I've gone and I've taught at university this formula, but I'm adding new stuff for the course, but I'm not going to plot the whole thing out yet. I mean, I plotted it out, but I'm not going to like write the entire course out in a vacuum and then hope that people enjoy it when I start doing it live. And this was one of the hardest concepts for me to grasp that I can have a plan for my course, but create it as I go along based on the needs and the desires of of the clients who come with me on the journey. So that first module, done, dusted, written out. But you better believe at the end of that module, I'm going to be like, hey, what what are your biggest questions about name of next module, (laughs) right? And so (laughs) I know what I want to do, but ultimately I'm tailoring it to the needs of the people that I've got, not in some vacuum where they're like, oh, well, that was good, but we didn't answer these questions or that question, right? So that's where I'm in that process. And then on top of that, um, I found a really great company that does uh, apps um, and that lets you put your a, a version of your app into the Apple Store and into the Google Play Store. And it will house the course. It will house um, some live stuff that I want to do. It's going to, I'm, I'm creating a, a, another podcast um, based on the one that I have um, with Broadway, um, Broadway Podcast Network. And so all of it's going to be housed in an app. And the reason why I want to do that, and there's a web portal that people can go to too, but I just want to reach, I know that my audience is very phone-based and they're very app-based. And with all, you know, I talked about earlier, cutting through the noise, it's like, I understand, I understand that um, my audience is inundated with emails, is inundated with all this social media and all this other stuff. And that's really great. But if I can teach, train, and educate them to download an app and then allow notifications for that app, and as long as I don't annoy them, I have direct access to them, just like somebody who would with a text message, right? They have direct access to each other inside the app, inside of a community. And so, you know, again, through trial and error, I've had to learn that, like, this is what my people really respond to. In the- well, if people want to find out more about you and the programs and things that you're working on, where can they find you online? It's super simple. The best place to find me and, and what it is that I'm working on is just on my social media. It's at Justin Guarini. If you don't know how to spell Guarini, just look up the guy with the hair from American Idol. I'll pop up there wherever you are, Facebook or Instagram. Uh, I'm, I'm starting to build out my TikTok probably in the next few months as well. Oh, all the things. But yeah, it's just at at my name uh, or justinguarini.com and you can find out everything you need to know. Amazing. Thank you so much for being here. I'm really excited for you. Thank (laughs) you. I am for you too. It's great. And you can have a sweet little baby. I can't wait to meet meet both of them. (laughs) Yes, someday. (laughs) One day, day, right? When we can all get together again. But in the meantime, thanks for having me. This is really awesome. Thanks for listening to this conversation. This podcast is produced by Mary Dina and supported by Abby Martin. 
If you'd like to hear more from entrepreneurs in the entertainment space, download and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you enjoyed this episode, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts so more entrepreneurs like you can find these conversations. And if you're in the entertainment industry, follow me all year long on Instagram and Facebook at Big Leap Brands. Until next time.